0: <inaudible> <laughs> 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 <What>? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> is that Flight of the Valkyries? What I don't know. It's... I was just trying to think of some cool opening music for a 100 episode. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by the adventures of our
1: nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones.
2: Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. Wait a minute. This is very special. It is very special. I was going to get into the specialness... After the introduction, Bury the lead. I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah. wait. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Oh, there we go. See? <laughs> it's weird. We're all in the same room for the first time in like four months. Yeah. Three months? Four months. Four months. Yes. And yeah, this August. But we thought we should get together for this one. This is episode 100. Uh, and and it was... Who knew? Who knew we'd even get to 100 episodes? I hope so. I had hoped so, too. Yeah. I had hoped that we hadn't just... You know, this just didn't fade away. and. Yeah. Yeah. But we we got to 100 episodes. We've had more than 100 beers. We've had way more than 100 beers. Yeah. We had like two or three compilation. Well, we had more than two or three. We had like... We've had... Yeah, some had five beers. Mm. That some was a fun had, day at work.
1: Some had just one. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that was still a fun day at work, too. Yeah, it's always a good day at work when you can have a beer. Dolan went from behind-the-scenes producer guy, just turning the knobs, to right. active participant. On-air the... talent. Yeah. Like Paul uh, Schaefer. I wouldn't call it. Talent, maybe. Well, well, no. I'm here. Content maker. Talent was a generic term. He was just using it in a generic way. Yeah. Oh, good, because I'm generic. Mm. <laughs> yes. It's like saying actor, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a fancier term. Musician. There you go. How's that? Well, he just did some music mm. there for us. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, that's true. Hope it stays. Yeah. Well, That's what bass players do. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I don't create melodies. Also, it wasn't much melody there. Yeah, you're right. You're that's something you're right. you could bop your head to. So after a hundred episodes, I think we've learned one thing: we I've, hate beer. We we like beer. Oh, we love beer. Yeah, that's what it is. Beer's gross. This we're never yeah. doing this again. We thought we'd just say goodbye. Seltzers only. Ugh, we're yeah. on out. We did one of those too. Good lord. Yeah, we've done a lot. Uh, ciders? Have we done a cider? Yeah, we. Yeah, had... we. That's right. We did one. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, one side. I sided. think so. Um, two meads? One mead. One mead. Oh, two meads. Two, two meads. two meads. That's right. Two your your yeah. brew-in-laws. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One mead episode. And two the mead meads. from uh, from Dolan's place up in Wyoming? Yep, Gillette, Wyoming. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, let's get in. So here's what we did for this one. We thought... We each of us is going to bring a beer that's special to us in some way mm-hmm. that we thought, okay, this is this is worthy of episode number 100. Yes. So, let's we each brought one, let's get into each one of these. L- which one do you want to do first? I think we should do Dolan's first. All right, let's do Dolan's okay. first. So, Dolan, actually this I'm so happy he brought this one. Dolan tell the story about why you brought Longboard
0: Island Lager from Kona Brewing Company. So, yeah, the, you said it right there. Longboard Kona Brewing Company out of Hawaii. Um, so, when I turned 21 on my 21st birthday, I wanted to get um, uh, creative, explorative. Is that a word? Yeah. Um, with beers. I didn't want to just go get some bush lights because before I was 21, I was, you know, we've all been, you know. Yeah. So, please don't drink if you're <laughs> under 21, especially <laughs> my not. daughters. Um, <laughs> uh, so I went to this place called the world market here in <laughs> Omaha, which, yeah. okay. Point of
2: order. That's not a good place to go buy beers. <laughs> I'm going to guess most of them were expired.
0: Uh, you no, know, it was, it was a brand new store at this yeah, time. Okay. So, I mean, I, I don't all know. He loved the beer. Must I, have been. I, I went there, I, And the reason I went there is because before my twenty first birthday, we went there to check it out when it opened, and I saw that they had like all these weird beers. At the time, to me, they were they were really weird. Like Mm -hmm. they had this beer there with like a chili pepper in it, and you could see it in the bottle. And Billy's chilies. You could see, you know, gimmicky beers. Gimmicky beers, and they had beers from like Japan and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So I was like, I wanted to get really explorative, and I wanted to try all these different beers. So I made two of my own six packs at the uh um there they had the little yeah. b- make your own six pack or sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and this one along with the other Kona one, the Big Wave, the Golden Ale, mm-hmm. um, was in each one of those six packs and I didn't like any of the beer at all except for this one, the Longboard. I immediately started calling it my favorite beer. Oh, dude, I was giving it to all my friends and, dude, you got to you gotta try this. This is the best beer you're ever going to have. Like, wow. this is so good. Um, and I was that way for about until we started the beer podcast, I'd say. Yeah. Wow. So three or four months because my birthday would have been in January and I started working at Atlas in March and we started the podcast – I think it was in July. Mm-hmm. July, so, so that's when I, I started. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was longer than three or four months. Just, wow. Yeah. Look, there's nothing wrong with this beer. Nope. Mm-mm. It's just a straight lager. Yep. Did you pass me the <laughs> bottle opener? Yeah. These aren't twist offs. No. No.
1: Um, well, we didn't try it. I guess I didn't. Mm. I didn't try it. I just went I right for the opener. I don't so think they are. this is a this is a brewery that we used to not be able to get here. Yeah. So before Dolan was 21. You couldn't, the only place I ever had this before was in Vegas. Oh. oh, wow. And when I was in Vegas, you know, I was there in my late 20s, probably, or early 30s. Yep. And I had just kind of started into the craft beer thing, and, and this back then was craft beer. And mm-hmm. we would go across the street. We stayed at um, Aria. You know where that is? It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so right in the middle of the city center, and there was a, yep. like a little gas station across the street on the other side. And they had beer you could buy and take out with you, you know. Mm. So we would buy six packs or twelve packs of this stuff and then put it in our room. Nice. Make the old uh, cooler in the in the mm-hmm. sink with ice yep. and just throw them in there. Yep. And then when, every time we'd leave the, the hotel, we would grab you know three or four of them and. Go do what we were going to do. Walking like around beers, a, yeah. yeah. Um, Vegas tradition.
0: The, that's, the beers in the
1: sink. Well, that's a hotel tradition. That's uh, a hotel true. tradition. Yeah. <laughs> but you just can't walk down the street with them most places. No, no. <laughs> One of the best things about Vegas is just mm. nobody even thinks twice. If you're walking down the street at 7 in the morning drinking a Limerita. Nope. It's just
2: <laughs> as normal. Nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah, everybody right. assumes you're on vacation, right? I mean, if you live yeah. there,
2: or you're homeless and you got it out of the trash. That could mm, do. That too. Yeah, in the case of the Limarida. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's when I th- when I think of this, when I think of hot, hot, hot temperatures. Yeah. Uh, mm. Walking around just melting into a puddle in Vegas on yep. a Strip,
0: and then drinking one of these ice cold beers mm. that I've had in my pocket clinking around. It's uh, uh it's good for hot weather. I mm. think. I mean, it's a lager, and it's just.
2: 4.6. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
0: you know, I think that the reason why I thought this was, you know, so awesome at the time was just because it wasn't Budweiser, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was an alternative. And I and I feel like if you're a Budweiser fan or drinker or whatever, this would be an easy yep. easy bridge to craft beer, I think.
2: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Now... It doesn't have the sweetness that a Budweiser has. No.
2: Which I noticed.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mind that it doesn't have no, that. No, I don't right? I don't
2: mind that either. It's here's to...
0: the, here's the thing though you call it craft mm-hmm. are, are we gonna split hairs so we're I'm, I'm I did a little research on oh, that so look at this boom boom okay it was when I had it first I know that <laughs> so un, until and, and we'll get into it it was mm-hmm. until 2010 okay so oh. so when I had it in Hawaii it was still craft yeah because I had oh, it okay. in Maui cool so it's actually like the top sold beer. in In hawaii yeah
2: yeah i drank a lot of this and i drank a lot of kona coffee when i was there Mm. coffee in the morning Mm. kona brewing company for uh after the morning yeah or
1: short (laughs) after the coffee
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep so um kona brewing company first off i want to say just like uh our mother's episode Mm -hmm. does that come out after never mind that comes out i'm gonna cut that out it comes out after. It's okay. It's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just dropped a secret there. We record these ahead of time. Oh my gosh, it's such a secret! Oh no. <laughs> so coming up, we're going to be live reviewing Mother's Brewing Company beer. So yeah. Anyways, um, their website, just like Mother's Brewing, is super super cool. Um, you go on there and right away it has two guys at the top, and it's they're basically poking fun at you for looking at the beer online and not going out and drinking it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Like, why are, why are you exploring our beers? Why, just go try it, basically. Come drink it, right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and right on the website, it talks about the meaning of aloha. Uh, it says, like, aloha doesn't just mean hello, goodbye. It's a way of life, um, an idea that we are all connected and that they find joy in life through this connection. Um, it was started in 1994 by uh, Cameron Healy and his son Spoon. Nice. Yeah. Spoon? Spoon Kalsa? Kalsa? want to say?
2: Hmm. So, this just, could really go either way. Either that's a very Hawaiian name, mm-hmm. or he was stoned when he named I it. Sounds it like it. an old surfer hippie name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they're very into that. Like, we're from Hawaii, you know, Aloha. So their whole brewery is run off solar power. Nice. Um, and they recycle their water by doing a garden, and they use their leftover grain for their pizza. So, they're all about oh. reusing smarter energy, uh being one with the world. They're still headquartered in Kailua Kona on Hawaii's mm. Big Island. Mm-hmm. Um they produce 220,000 US beer barrels <laughs> yearly. They just added another 100,000 uh barrels uh 2019. Mm. Um and in 2008 they were bought by the Craft Beer Alliance. The CBA, okay. Um, mm. Which, in 2010, Anheuser-Busch bought 68% yeah. of Craft Beer Alliance. Yeah. So Grossy. that is what opened Kona up to the mainland. Up to the mainlands because they <sighs> I guess started a benefit to it. Yeah, they started brewing the recipe in one, two, six different locations. Um, yeah, because on the bottle it says Fort Collins. Yep. Yep. Oh, so really? Colorado What's... is one of them. Uh, I didn't write down which where these breweries were, but I wrote down the breweries. It's um, well, the Appalachian Mountain Brewery, so that's got to be somewhere east. Cisco Brewers, Omission Brewing Company, Red Hook Brewery, which I do know is out of Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Square Mile Cider Company, and then Widmer Bros Brewing. That's in Wisconsin.
2: Isn't Omission the gluten free uh-huh. one? That's yeah. what I thought. We haven't done a gluten free beer yet. Well, ciders, I guess. Well, but... and
0: it would make sense because they're all about the Hawaii Aloha one with the world connection thing so sure yeah here's what I like about this bottle because it's it's got a kind of a
1: unique shape Mm -hmm. it's almost like the old style Michelob bottle yeah it has liquid Aloha in in Mm. it. you can feel it and also the states I first thought it was some suds left from the bottle but it's got the the islands of Hawaii and then the logo um, if you're a nerd like me you will kind of see that as um, indicative of travel posters from, like, the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want to see something like that, you could go to, like, um, what's the show? Antiques Roadshow. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, there's an expert on there that's all about vintage travel posters. Mm-hmm. And this looks like it comes right out of the 50s. So I really like the the logo and the label and the bottle, the whole, everything about it.
2: I could hear some like Dick Dale in the Delta. Surf music. Surf yeah. music happening on the back side of this. The one
1: thing I don't know is the lizard.
2: Are is this lizard in Hawaii? Or lizards in Hawaii? Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. Okay. Yeah. I've never been so so, so many. In fact it's I think it was my brother in law that went they went to Hawaii and he came back home and opened up his suitcase and one popped out and ran across the floor.
1: Damn, so it boy. got
2: into his suitcase, and they're just little geckos. I mean, sure. they're not very big, but they come up and try to get your food and oh, wow. whatever else. Yeah, but one ended up in his suitcase, made the flight all the way back
1: to like Nebraska, all the way back
2: to Nebraska. <laughs> then yeah. popped
0: out, and then oh wow,
2: and then they kept it for their pet for a while. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So my uh, my family, they all grew up on islands because my my grandpa was Navy, mm-hmm. and they used to talk about they used to chase little lizards like that when they lived on Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually had like a defense mechanism where they detach their tail. Yeah, the yep. tail pop off. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, but then it grows right back. Yeah, over time or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't just like grow back. Yeah, yeah. that'd be weird. So, that would be, be trippy. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, keep doing this. it. How many are in here? <laughs> like SpongeBob yeah. losing an arm. So in in the Columbus, there's a canal that runs pretty close, Monroe, Nebraska, a really small town. Um, there are. It's some sandy riverside or whatever next to the canal, and there are some little tiny lizards um, mm. native there. I don't I don't know what they are, what they're called, but I used to catch them in hopes that they would detach their tail. And so for a while there, when I was younger, I always just thought that my mom lied to me. Just making <laughs> that up. <laughs> lizards don't actually detach their tails.
1: <laughs> I think when I, the first time I went to Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. and we stayed at this cabin like Literally on the bayou in uh, Butte La Rose, Louisiana. So it's about an hour outside of New Orleans. It's pretty close to Lafayette, and it's like they call them camps there. So Camp? it's like what you would assume is like a beach house or something mm. like that. You know, it's just like a little house, two bedroom house with no real amenities or anything, mm-hmm. just a place to stay on the weekends, basically. Sure. So we stayed in one of those, and there was those little lizard. There were little lizards with long tails everywhere. Mm. And after maybe, I don't know, a few Miller Lights, hmm. um, my, my buddy Daryl picked one up and just let it bite his ear. And he wore it as an <laughs> earring for like half an hour until it finally let go. Oh, no. So that's, that's what
2: I think about lizards. Would this be, be Daryl right? Rivers? Yeah. That's, that's it. how he and I are friends on Facebook now. There you go. Good. Never Good. spoken to the dude in my life, but I feel like I know him.
1: Well, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we would do. And he we would still do that if we were there. If we were if we had a lizard right now, I'm sure Daryl would let it bite him anyway.
2: <laughs> He seems like a good guy though. He seems a lot like, of fun. Yeah. Yep. Good. He taught
0: me how to drink beer. <laughs> there, there you we go. go. Yeah. I'm glad you took the, the beer drinking and not the lizard bite. Yeah, mm. yeah I don't yeah, well, I don't know. like touch those things. <laughs> yeah. The tail fell off.
2: <laughs> so Dolan, this this beer is important because it's we were counting before you got here. Mm-hmm. We have done in 100 episodes, and I didn't count, I counted some of the compilations, but not like uh, when we did uh, Cinco de Mayo beers, dad beers. beers, I didn't count those because they're more macro. Right. Um, We have visited, we have drank beers from 31 states now. Wow! In 100 episodes, we've hit 31 states. Do we know what states we haven't? Yeah, we. Well, we know what states we have. Oh, so okay. And in, in turn, we know which ones we right. don't have. Yeah, there we go. Dolan, do you do you think? Now we know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What state do you think we've hit the most? And it kind of correlates with where we have the most traveling Travelers. healthcare professionals yeah. working. Yeah, kind of. And Texas. Ding ding ding! God, Texas, yeah. is plugged in. Twelve. We have
0: twelve. We I'm not surprised. Twelve beers from Texas. Yeah. yeah, I thought it would be Missouri. Missouri, we had eight. I, I so I thought it was Missouri, um, but I had to. I thought it was going to be like one of those trick. You know, so I had to. I had yeah. to think. See, I thought you'd go with
2: California first because we have a lot in we California. We have obviously. Yeah. You know? Well, there's a big population in California. Yes, yeah. that's why. Uh, let's see. So here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll run down some of the quick, so Hawaii one. No. Mm-hmm. No. Utah one. Idaho won. Iowa one. which is weird. I, you would think we'd have done more Iowa. Yeah. yeah.
0: they're just across the river. Yeah.
2: Alaska, two. Yeah, two Alaska and one Iowa. That's weird. That's strange. Yeah. Tennessee, two. New Mexico, two. Pennsylvania, two. Illinois, two. Nebraska, you got a guess on Nebraska? Three. Five. Five. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's a big see. gap. Oklahoma, Dude. five, which we yeah. guessed Oklahoma might be higher than that. Yeah. Oh. With but Prairie it's, and... It's still weird that we have more Oklahoma than
1: our own home state. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. California, five. Now, are you? Uh, are we counting even if they... Like, you know, we've had Prairie Artisan twice or... I yeah. didn't count if they were due twice. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. Right. No. Just different breweries.
2: Different breweries. Different breweries. Yep. Vermont, one. Florida, one. We've only done Funky wow. Buddha from Florida. Yeah so we I forgot should, about that one we need to get a cigar city beer in yeah. here now that's yeah. at some point we can get them in nebraska yeah. oh they're,
0: they're all over here
2: florida cracker is a great wit beer like if you like blue moon hmm. there's nothing wrong with florida cracker uh new york two minnesota three arkansas five arkansas five just because
0: of our friends at trs Healthcare. yeah,
1: yeah. otherwise we would have zero arkansas
0: otherwise we would have zero yeah thank all you those- caleb Fun uh, biker terms yeah. or uh, bicy- cyclist terms. Yeah. There you go. Yeah,
2: DC one. one. Yeah, Texas there. twelve. Nevada, Nevada three. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that surprises me. Vegas, man. Vegas. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I love Las Vegas. I don't love Las Vegas beer. I don't love what I have to drink when I go to Las Vegas. How's that? Mm. Uh, Ohio. Thanks to our friend and. Arguably, the guy that came up with the concept for this show in the first place, Thomas Piper, uh, Ohio
0: Scrub Squad seven,
2: yeah, that's yeah. a lot, seven, that's a lot, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I still love those, uh, the turbo,
2: turbo frog, turbo frog, oh, the seven and a half percent shanty, yeah. yeah, that was good. Mm. You want to pass out in your yard, mm. yeah,
0: and that's the thing, I was looking forward to, you know, his conference or maybe mm-hmm. seeing him at the the travcon because he's always yeah. given me those and mm. yeah. I'll always gladly accept yeah <laughs> I,
2: I was gonna I, I had a list of thank yous at the end here for but Thomas is definitely one of them like he's mm-hmm. the guy that we started talking about this at at a dinner or a lunch I can't remember what it was and then Seitner kind of came up with the name and then we just started running with it and yeah so yeah, yeah. I mean
1: I I'd be lying if I said that the idea of this was one of the things that made me come here. <laughs> they were like, "You can talk about, you can have a podcast and talk about beer." I was like, "Okay, what does this
2: have to do? With- when do I start?" <laughs> yeah, when do I start? Uh, let's see, South Dakota three, yeah. which is interesting. Oh, okay. uh, Oregon one, Wyoming three. Wow, that includes the Mead. Yeah, okay. Uh, Wisconsin four, South Carolina one, Massachusetts four. Maryland two, Michigan two, and Colorado eight. Yeah. I would have guessed Colorado would be higher, but yeah. we've doubled up on Avery at or tripled up tripled even. up at yeah. least. Yeah, we've and done the Same three. with like Boulevard. We've done a lot of Boulevard
1: and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. But a lot of these beers are sent from folks yeah. to us, you know?
2: Virtually all of them. A lot
1: of these we would never ever mm-hmm. get to try. Right. You know? Like I've been trying to get a heady topper. Yeah. yeah. For probably, I don't know, at least (laughs) 10 years.
2: Uh, Thank you to Logan, right? I think that's where... Yeah, we got it from... Yeah, Logan. Logan from uh, Primetime Healthcare Mm -hmm. got us a heady topper. And
1: he always said he had a connection when I knew him before. He's like, oh, I I got a contact. I can get it. I can get it. And then he didn't work with me anymore. Yep. And then Mm. just magically showed up (laughs) one day and we were like, whoa.
2: And nobody was here. Yeah. I wasn't here. Ryan wasn't here. Seitner wasn't
1: here. I know. It was just me and I... It was hard to give up the rest of those beers <laughs> it's like you should give one of these to those guys and i was like do i have to do i have to but then I've, i had already seen earlier you know that uh, there was proof that you had cameras in the office mm, and, true and true. uh you know you could review them so i, yep. I thought okay I'll, yeah let's not ruin gr a, a good thing and i'll yep. hand over these beers
2: and then technically if we don't count the Cinco de Mayo beers, so if we don't count like Corona and Dos Equis uh-huh. and those i'm not counting those We've done five, six beers from outside the United States, mm. from other countries. Tanzania beers. Tanzania, Yeah, that was fun. Uh, a, a number of German beers, right? Yeah. Hofbra and mm-hmm. and, uh, and then Delirium Christmas Delirium, that's or whatever true. that was. Oh, yeah. so. Yes, oh, we've done yeah. we've done six international beers as well. That's pretty good. Wow. I still remember the Tanzania beers. Those were delicious. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and that was fun because we got we got uh, Ryan in here to talk. Yeah. And, he was like, this is what you guys do? What? Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yep. Yeah, go somewhere else and bring us some more beers.
0: I'm yeah. still baffled that the Tanzania beers, if uh, they tasted just like the, the Japanese beers that Ooh. I have, like, you know, yeah. when I go eat sushi or whatever, like the Asahi and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah. It's so crazy to me that the beer like that, and even going back to the Red Stripe from Jamaica, you know, how close in flavor... They are, yeah. but just yeah. from so many, like so far apart in the world. I mean, you really only have a base list of
1: ingredients right. to use, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of just tiny differences of where those things are grown, kind of mm-hmm. like honey. Sure. Yeah. And we've had a bunch of different honey things, and those all taste different
0: from where oh, are
1: we doing this now? Are we
0: opening the next one? Well, I was just, I, yeah.
1: I, I'm He's just thirsty. I'm working uh, ahead. I'm
0: just gotcha. working
2: ahead. Gotcha. All right, well, let's do it. I'm going to get into this. Okay. Talk about it. What, you want to do mine now? Is that right? We're, and I want to do yours last. Okay. Because yours might be one of the oldest and or most expensive beers that we've ever done. It is. Potentially. Yes. It is, yes. yes. I remember buying it. It is, definitely. <laughs> so mine is, mine's no secret here. Episode number one uh, that we did was Fairy Nectar from cross Brewing here in La Vista, Nebraska, which La is practically Omaha. It's just a suburb right it's where i live it's where brian lives I and mean, brian could walk to cross Strain, which is i probably have helpful. i have done it before yeah <laughs> I, well i've walked home more than i've walked to it
1: <laughs> but i have definitely walked it before. that's very
2: responsible of you yes uh okay so this and, and it's no secret like my beer journey started five years ago probably when i was 41 years old wow i did not like beer until i met scott strain and bobby cross and even even with Steve Seitner, who I've known for 16 years, yeah, who's excitable and, oh you yeah, know, he, he loves beer, loves beer, and it was just never my thing. I was a vodka guy, I liked ciders, I, you know, whatever else. Yeah. was not a beer fan at all. I would drink my share of bush lights and stuff like that, but it just wasn't, it wasn't yeah. my thing. And I met Scott Strain, uh, Scott in particular, Bobby, Bobby was there um, at. We we used to do these things called uh, uh, the Men's Book Club. Mm -hmm. We haven't done them for a while, but Ryan used to organize these things because our wives had a book club, right? And they would just go drink wine. Like, they wouldn't read books. They would just go drink wine. Oh, okay. Right. And so we thought, we're going to do this exact same thing. And so right next to his house, there's a... It's like a quilting barn. So it's a barn that has, like, a bathroom and some bedrooms and stuff. And then there's a grill outside. Uh, But they go there and... Like, women go there and quilt, Okay. And so we rented it for like 75 bucks for the night or whatever. And we used to do just different guy events there. So we'd invite all the guys that we know that like that own businesses or bankers and insurance guys and stuff like that. And we would just get together and we would drink and eat and talk. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. And then we would bring in somebody that knew something about something that we didn't. And so the first one we ever did was homebrewing with Bobby and Scott Oh yeah, you yeah you could have picked worse people, right? Wow, that's pretty good. So this is before Cross strain yeah. this is before it existed. But and they were already brewing together. They were brewing together. They were, and they had a business plan. And their business plan was like a bunch of papers stapled together. <laughs> Here you go. Here's our business plan. And I it just I brought my own because mm-hmm. I what I just was like, oh, this is not for me mm-hmm. or whatever. Scott sat down with me and he was like, "Tell me why you don't like beer." Yeah. I'm like, well, I think it's this and this and whatever. And he's like, here you go try this. And they brought their little cooler with the taps and oh yeah, you know, or whatever. And the first one I ever tried was Koala Tears. Yep. They're sour. hmm And I'm like, wait a minute. What? This is beer. This what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this doesn't taste like Bush it's Light. Like a Three point nine Berliner Weiss. Uh, yeah. It was sweet and sour and delicious and lemony and refreshing. Refreshing. Even. Yeah, when it's hot, yeah. And yeah. And yeah, so Scott Scott took I don't know, 10 minutes to sit down with me, and, and that changed everything. He sold you. He sold me. Yeah. yeah. And by the end of the night, I was drinking coffee stouts with, with Bobby, So, <laughs> yeah. which is super weird. So, I mean, this Scott Strain has affected a lot of people's lives here in Nebraska or whatever. Sure. But in particular, like, I can point back to that one time and just say, that's me. That was why. My headphones are buzzing. Yeah, big time. There we go. It is, don't touch it. There we go. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that was good. that's that's kind of where it all started. And then, I mean, long story short, then I get their business plan and blah blah blah. I've told the story before. I woke my wife up because I was hammered and said, I'm gonna invest in a brewery. And she said, You're drunk, go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. And I bothered her for six months and then she finally let me do it. And here we are, and, and here we are. And so, and so this beer we're drinking here is uh fairy nectar double dry hop, London. So they use a London yeast strain. Mm. This beer won silver medal at the Great American Beer Festival two years ago, in uh, 2018.
1: Was that when they were first open, right? Yeah, a
2: year into it. And I love when Bobby tells the story, because they'd been drinking all day, and they thought, we're never winning anything. Yeah, And they don't hear their name, and they don't hear their name, and they're just like, eh, whatever. And they get to, you know, second bronze medal winner, blah, blah, something. It's the Chicago, it was... uh, I wanna say revolution, and that's not right. A different one.
1: Might have been.
2: Anyway, yeah, they said that Illinois brewery, Chicago mm-hmm. brewery. Uh, and then uh a silver medal winner, uh, fairy nectar, double dry hop, you know, London. And all Bobby heard was fairy nectar and lost his mind <laughs> and ran to the stage. Like <laughs> he was like, wait a minute, and just like and ran. So I'm guessing yeah. Scott just kind of walked up there and he's cool like that, yeah, though. Yeah, Scott's cool like that. Yeah. No. I no. see that. So that's why I chose this one. This one's special to me. It's my favorite. Um they're doing one now called Web of Lies, which is a yeah. which is a hazy, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. Super good. Oh man. But this is this is it. Like if I this this Dude, is I
1: mean, if you if you took a four pack of this mm. anywhere in the United States, mm-hmm. to anybody that's drinking beer that yep. knows anything about beer, and yep. you said, Here you go. Yes. They'd be like, Holy crap. Ooh. This is amazing. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's so awesome that it's walkable to my house. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's almost now, they're almost always making it.
2: For a while, they weren't. They weren't, right. And they sell out real fast, and there's always different batches. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing, too. And obviously, I have insider information or whatever. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. Making this is expensive. Hops are expensive, and you got to do it twice.
1: Yes. For no, you're not even in the boil. You're just throwing them in there to to sift them out later at this Mm -hmm. point
2: when you get that double dry hops. Yeah. But yeah, it's you could take this to Vermont or Connecticut mm-hmm. and put it up against Treehouse and, well, and because they're good beers. I mean, those those yeah. are those are great beers. They yeah. that's yeah. just
1: it, it. definitely spoils people because mm. you take it for granted because it's we can get this. You know we what can. I mean? yeah. And a lot of the other beers that we've had on this show are those like White Whale beers that. Right, you know, like Pliny. We had Pliny. Yep, that's a beer you can't get, but you've heard of, and yep. Heady Topper mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun to see what we get and can get, Or people send us. And I love getting the
2: beers that are like one-offs from little mom and pop places because yes. there's no way mm. we would ever get those. I remember the one from that little brewery in downtown Wisconsin. Remember yeah. that? with oh, the cherry limeade. No. Oh my goodness, Berlin. Berliner. Oh yeah. man, that was
0: legit.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: That was within
0: the first 10 episodes. And yeah, they was. Yeah, uh, they responded. They did. Yeah, and they responded to our podcast, yeah. which is cool.
2: Yeah. Which might have ruined us for a while, quite honestly, because then expectations were so high. Well, I'm tell I mean,
1: if this would be another interesting thing to do sometime. Not today, we can't do it mm-hmm. now, but it'd be cool to go back and see and aggregate the ratings of the beers that we've had. Oh, yeah. Because I guarantee you they're it's high cuz a lot of the stuff we get is great right mm-hmm. like amazing beers like legendary beers you yeah. know so it would i bet you it's three seven five at least or better or even maybe mm-hmm. touching four just for an average of the mm-hmm.
2: 100 episodes it be interesting to at to least see what we've got there here's another fun little thing too it's connected me doing this has connected me with guys that i went to school with that i haven't talked to in years mm-hmm. years one of my best friends in fifth grade his name is uh, Corey jackson he lives down in Kansas. He lives in southern Kansas now, down by Wichita. And uh, hadn't talked to him in years. He moved, I want to say sixth grade. He probably moved in sixth grade, but he was like, we played G.I. Joes. I remember he lived with his grandparents then on, like, down on Fifth Street. So I was like on 11th Street. It was down on Fifth Street. And I thought, oh my God, that's a long ways to ride my bike. <laughs> yeah. Long, long ways. Um, we went and go back to the G.I. Joe episode when we did action figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. went, we rode our bikes. To we had 15 minutes left. It was his birthday. We rode our bikes from his grandma's house to Alco, and we oh, bought yeah. Tomax and Zaymont. Remember nice, the twins? The twins, yeah, yeah. Oh, Alco, boy, I remember that. Though that's a small town shopco. Oh, you know what I mean? Like even more small town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Corey's a guy that I just, yeah, I hadn't talked to forever, and then we connected through this, and now we can we talk on Untapped all the time, and. Mm-hmm. You know, and rate each other's beers and toast each other's, you know, yep. whatever. And That's one of the fun things about Untapped specifically, but also
1: just craft beer in general. Mm-hmm. It just really is a bring you together with people. And yep. it's fun to show off to, you know, it's oh. like, hey, look what I got.
2: And and usually people are happy for you for you, the most part. For the most part. You had a beer the other day and I wish you'd been in the office because I never texted you about this. This would be fun to talk about. Uh. I wonder if you understood the reference when you drank it and you put it on Untapped. Oh, I don't know. You had a beer called Another Man's Rhubarb. Oh yeah, I named it.
1: Wait 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 what? Yeah, that was my brother-in-law's rhubarb strawberry sour. Do you, okay, so but from you, Joker, from yeah, from, yeah Batman. from Batman. Yeah, that's why I named it. that. You
2: never rub Another Man's Rhubarb.
1: Yeah, there was already some beers named that, so oh, I just went
2: Another Man's Rhubarb. Another Man's Rhubarb. Mm-hmm, yeah, you drank that. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it was really good too. That's a Batman reference. Yep. It was, More importantly, uh, it's a Michael Keaton Jack Nicholson Batman yeah. reference. Yeah, like where it first started. Yeah, 89, yeah. man. My wife was unimpressed. We were in Colorado and I was looking at it, I was flipping through that. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. And I told her this story and she's like, <laughs> Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. I
1: yeah, when we had that beer, that was on the fourth of July. Mm. And he had just brewed that batch. And he had done some beer trading to get the rhubarb down in Lincoln because he used to have some but didn't have plants anymore okay so he got the rhubarb added, had some strawberries it was a sour and it popped out at like four seven percent mm-hmm. or something not okay. not high or anything well, and uh, for a sour that's not bad yeah and the rhubarb really came through and that and really whenever he brings me new beers he usually lets me name them on untapped oh which is Heaven for me. That's legit. And they're usually dirty or, you know, they're, <laughs> the names are usually something crazy. So, like, um, one of them, the first beer I really ever made with him that we we um, caged and corked, so, like, Belgian style, but it was mm-hmm. a barrel-aged stout we made for my, for my son. And okay. he was born, instead of handing out cigars, I handed out these bombers of this beer. And we called that one BP's Baby Making Potion on, oh. on tap. So, those are the kind of names. <laughs> So yeah. this one, I was like, okay, well, you got like a, we'll go with a little rhubarb. What, what mm. can we think of? And that was the first thing that popped up. Batman. Batman. Oh. And like a, yeah, Batman reference from when I was 11 years old. Is
2: there a way I could get yeah, some? Yeah, maybe. I'll see.
1: I'll see if he still has some. All right. Um, usually what he makes is a pretty small batch. Usually five gallons is the most he'll do, yeah. but...
2: Um, yeah, he makes great stuff. So I love me some rhubarb. I love me some sour, and I love some Batman references. Yep.
1: So roll them all together. And that was what go. we were drinking that day.
2: Yeah. Dolan, how have your was let's let's go back to double dry hop here. Mm-hmm. How have your taste changed over the uh, over over the hundred episodes here?
0: I mean, I went from anything he hated that has IPAs hops in it. <laughs> yeah, or it was uh I guess all beer has hops, right? Well, mm. Mm, I shouldn't yeah. say that either for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> some of them are brewed next to hops sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so beer that where the hops were prevalent yeah. where you could taste the hops, mm-hmm. I was not about it hmm. at all. Um over time, I think I've adjusted a little bit. I've been forcing myself to drink some IPAs and I'm finding out that there are some really good ones out mm-hmm. there. Um, and maybe just the IPAs that I've tried in the beginning weren't necessarily um, the right way to get me started into IPAs. Maybe it was the opposite. What's fun about IPAs,
2: though, is there's so many different varieties. Yeah. 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 And maybe you just had more West, West Coast, Coast. Mm-hmm. dank, yeah. you know, well, piney IPAs. The thing about
1: even on this episode, the shows that we've done or when we started doing these, Just the styles available and what's popular has changed, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's been little trends inside because like a couple years ago, milkshake IPAs were a big thing. Yep. And then the brute IPAs we've Mm -hmm. talked about, we've Mm -hmm. had, and then, you know, like the New England style, the mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's all, IPA is a big umbrella term now, but it Mm -hmm. used to mean one thing and that scared a lot of people. Mm. It used to mean Pliny. It used to mean malty and hoppy and bitter. Yeah, and amazing.
0: Yep. Now, right. see if we go back to the Pliny episode that you know, mm-hmm. that's West that Coast. That was though. what I you know wasn't a fan of. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I have found out that I actually enjoy hazy IPAs. I think they're probably my favorite yeah. style mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, where before I probably would have said like a brown maybe. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. So would you have had all these beers? Like, would you have continued? Like, you started out adventurous.
1: Mm-hmm. Twenty one. Yeah. Would you have continued that, or has this accelerated your?
0: The podcast is yeah. definitely because I like um, product that that you can find out the story behind that maybe has. It's almost like an art. I really like people's art, like because mm-hmm. it comes from a place of sentiment. It comes from a place of you know cherishable memories or whatever. Yeah. So when you you know hear stories about cross and you know, any brewery or how they've started it. I mean, even Kona, just, you know, a guy and his son Spoon, you know? Good old Spoon. Spoon. That kind of stuff just... That's a good name. That's what I like about craft beer, I think, more than anything.
2: Yeah, the stories are similar, but they're all unique. You know yeah. what I mean? Isn't it weird how we found that? Like, yeah. it's the wife and or brother and or (laughs) brother-in-law got somebody the guy homebrew the homebrew kit college friend yeah roommate or something yeah if you really want to dig back into the to the history of cross strain michelle which is scott's wife uh gave him a homebrew kit when they were still in dc i believe when he was working in politics yeah like Mm. he was just Super clean cut, not the dude that he is now, right? Yeah. I mean, long hair, beard, yeah. looking like Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. He was super clean cut, working in D.C., working for a senator, I think. I, I'm yeah. not sure. Lobbyist. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember what. And Michelle gave him a homebrew kit for Christmas. That's so, the wow. best gift probably she right? could give him. Yep. And then Bobby was working at a different brewery. Mm-hmm. And yep. part-time. Yeah. Just part-time because he's a... Nuclear engineer? He yeah. was. Yeah. And now I mean obviously he's doing this full time, but yeah, he worked at the nuclear power plant. Engineers are smart. Yeah. Usually. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You should see his
0: he's got a lot of uh equipment. So he's like a real nerd. Like chemistry. Yeah. Oh. Oof. So yes, when's yeah. Cross Train coming out with a nuclear beer? <laughs> <laughs> Glows inside and out. <laughs> yeah, I can't divulge that information. Mm, yeah, oh, okay. somebody
1: knows though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna grab mine and then we'll bust into it
2: and talk about it and that sort of thing, and then we can kind of wrap it up. Which brings me to the evolution of like my taste buds, because yeah. and and my tasting beer because <clears throat> you've got this is you've got an imperial sour, but mine. Mm. I was I was sours. Then I got into IPAs. Still stayed away from the stouts. This smells sour. (laughs) Oh my goodness! But I stayed away from the stouts because I didn't. I knew I didn't like that. Well, I thought I knew. You thought Mm -hmm. thought. I always tell people that don't like beer they just haven't had their
1: they haven't found the right one yet. That's true. That is true. Wow.
0: So the thing about sours for me too, um, that was brand new to me until the podcast. Uh, but I was a big kombucha drinker, so I think that was an easy, yeah easy way. Yeah, I think so too. Want to hand me
1: that dole and I'll pour you in? All right, so what I'm pouring right now.
2: Oh, listen to that. Listen to that.
1: (laughs) Look at that color. That color's amazing. some aged right there. So this is a 2016 Almanac Grand Cru. Okay. Is the name. What it is, is an Imperial Sour Red. So kind of a Flanders style. Mm. Similar to um, Love Child from Boulevard, if you've ever had that or seen that. Yep. This is aged in red wine barrels, Yep, mm. and it's brewed. So the beer itself is brewed with grapes, raspberries, and
2: vanilla beans. I can tell you already I'm going to like this. Wow. 100% I'm going like. to like Almanac I like anyway. I've always liked Almanac. We just got them not too long ago in Nebraska, yeah. and oh, I love a good red. And red doesn't mean like red beer. Let's let's be honest. Like for yeah. the longest wow. time, I thought, oh, red means you mix it with tomato juice or yeah. something. Mm, yeah. Gross. Oh my gosh, I can smell it from here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like it's 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 within arm's reach, and I can smell yeah. it already. So this one
1: came out of my private cellar at home. You know, in the uh, in the collection, and it's, they're known as it has like a necklace. It does. Isn't that fancy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like something you'd see on a wine. Yeah. Um, Farm to barrel is kind of their motto. Okay. Because a lot of the fruits and stuff that they use in their beers either come from their vineyards or local farmers or whatever. So they brew their stuff. And then most of the, at least in this series, is aged, oak aged in the the vineyard stuff. And then it comes out in this sort of thing. They don't make these anymore, this size. Mm. They do still make almanacs. And you can see them like if you go to like Casual Pine or Mm -hmm. hy but they're like this big now. Yeah, they're so not. This they're is regular bottle size. They're the not. The last year that they made this big one, and you can feel that bottle. It's like embossed, it's like even etched. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think if I remember right, I think it was like about fifty bucks back then when I bought it. What?
2: Oh. So what's it worth now? It's four years probably, old. Probably. Probably more. Hmm. Aaron could tell us. It reminds me of. I haven't drank yet, so it reminds me <laughs> oh, of. Uh...
0: Whoa. That is sour. <laughs> My, I haven't even. <laughs> Tried it yet, and my saliva is like, yep, mm-hmm. it
1: hits all the sour spots, mm-hmm. especially the ones back there. Like it, it, I'm going
2: mm. in because I don't. Uh, yeah, I, go. go for
0: it. Since it's the last one.
2: Oh my goodness!
0: Oh my goodness!
2: That's wild. Wow, curl, that's, curl your toes, whew. man. That's, but it's good. But it's not but it's not sour. too bad. It's not like put your tongue on a battery yeah. sour. Mm-mm. It's
1: just like. Well balanced sour, oh, yeah. Man, it's got you can taste the flavor, you know. Holy smokes! So, let me go into the brewery information that I have, and then I want to talk about Grand Cru because that's a term that you might see in some beers, oh, okay. And I thought for a long time it was a style of beer, I don't even know what that and is. I was yeah. wrong. So, Almanac is in Northern California, okay. Um, founded in 2011 by Damian Fagan and Jesse Friedman. Guess what. They home brewed together. Oh, mm, super weird! But they also were farmers market aficionados, so they were going out on Saturdays to the markets in San Francisco area and looking for the freshest ingredients and buying stuff and making things and whatever. Mm, yep, they local. The first beer they ever brewed uh, was a Belgian style golden ale that was aged in Zinfandel barrels from Sonoma County because that's where this is. Wow, and then it also had Sonoma blackberries. So right out of the gate, that's the first thing they release. So they know who they are. Yes. I mean, there's no like, hey, let's try this Pilsner. They're like barrel aged, fruited, sour. Yep. Boom. This mm. is gonna be a year until it comes out. Mm. Um for seven years, they didn't have their own location. They were partner brewing. Really? Which is something we've kind of talked about every once in a while, but it's like you're going, you know, hey, cross drain, I know you don't brew at night at overnight. Can yep. we brew a batch here and we'll clean it up? And yep. they're like, okay. Yep. You know, usually you pay, it's almost like rent. You brew your beer, keep it, and then you distribute. So they did that for seven years. So that's really until like, what, 2018? Wow. And I would never have guessed that. They build their facility. And that's probably why we now get it now that we do mm-hmm. 30,000 square foot production and aging facility. They, they definitely um, mark the aging part because a lot of their stuff is barely aged, the yep. special stuff. Um, the cool thing about this is their brewery is on a historic, um, naval base, but it's an air, like an airfield in California. So it was built in the middle of World War II for the military, for the Navy, but it was to fly planes like onto aircraft carriers or whatever. Oh, okay. So their brewery is in the middle of an old hangar and that's where their facility is at now. Their tap room, their, where they brew the stuff, where it's aged. Interesting. All on this. And it's on an island. Which is even if more interesting, huh. Almeida Island in the San Francisco Bay, oh. so like Almeida county, yep. Oakland that sort of stuff yeah um the the building was built in nineteen forty two it has thirty seven foot ceilings um redwood was what they used, which lasts forever, which and those are ex, exposed beams in their in their place now hmm. they just kept everything like it was so there's a lot of it there, so yes, right. And one of the things I thought was interesting, I was looking at their website. Right now, with the, everything's locked down in California, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not open. You can't just roll up there. Stupid. But they will free ship you beer in California. Oh. So they pay the shipping cost. You can buy cases of beer, and they'll send it to you if you live in California. Really? And they
2: pay for it. Let me, let me qualify. Stupid means I hate where we're at right now, yeah. not because of what they're doing. I appreciate right. what they're doing. That's There we go.
1: And it's... Um, they have 30 taps, so you can get crowlers. You can get bombers, bottles, stuff like this. I mm-hmm. mean, smaller size than what we're drinking mm. right now. Um, usually, they have food trucks there. You know, it's the same as most sure. breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an inside-outside uh, tap room. Okay. So, that it's like a roll-up door or whatever, and it can... You know, the weather's usually nice there. Yep. Uh, sometimes, it's even too cool, and they have to shut the door and yep. block it off. But... Um, it's been around for about ten years now. Only really available to us in the last three or four years. I,
2: wow, I thought
1: Almanac was way older. Nope, it's only been just a few years, and it's really started out as like barrel aged stuff and and, yeah. and and sours, and now they're
2: really into IPAs and mm-hmm. fruited sours and all oh, sorts of other different stuff. Their sours are unbelievable. Yeah, and their bottle art is amazing. Like this, I mean, their, yeah. their bottle art is amazing,
1: and they're they have. I mean, every time you go to the store, there's something different. It's mm-hmm. fairly small batch stuff. They're always rotating through. It's kind of expensive. It's spendy for what you get, but a mm-hmm. lot of it is because of the stuff that they use. The ingredients sure. you're
0: paying for those ingredients. You I know? was gonna say um, the vanilla bean is probably what made this beer so expensive because yeah. it's most people when they brew with vanilla bean, from my understanding, they just use the extract. Extract. Yeah, if you're using real like cheaper mm-hmm. Madagascar vanilla beans,
1: right. those are expensive. Right. But the fun thing about doing vanilla beans is you can soak them and they will take on flavor. So you can soak mm. them in whiskey. If you're oh. making a stout, with a vanilla stout, mm-hmm. you can soak them in whiskey and they'll it'll take that flavor on and then you can add it to your beer. So Interesting. it's something that's mm. fun and, and home brewers, yeah. you know, if we do a five gallon batch, we'll use three or four of those vanilla mm-hmm. beans and they're expensive. You, you're spending quite a few bucks, but still well worth it for the flavor. For the, the flavor out of it. right. So Grand Cru, this is something I learned because I thought I've seen it usually in European beers. Yep. And I was like, okay, that's a style of, you know, like a golden ale or something. But I was wrong. Usually what it is, it's just a term that they use to denote the quality of the thing. So it's like, this is the highest quality product, Grand Cru. Mm. They use it in chocolate. You'll see Grand Cru chocolates um, on the market. Whiskey, cognac, and beer are the main areas that they do this. Mm-hmm. Some of the American breweries that have a beer like this, um, with the title, totally different beer, is Avery. Um, yep. They call it the beat, the uh, yeah the Beast, I think Grand Cru. Oh, and then AleSmith. We talked about we had one of mm-hmm. those before. They mm-hmm. have just have an AleSmith Grand Cru. Oh, so basically what they're saying is this is our top of the shelf most expensive most oh. fancy beer okay it gets labeled that grand cru name yep and then the style of beer like for for us and this one is the sour
2: imperial, imperial sour, sour, red. sour red ale, ale.
1: yep yeah. um there's a trappist have you heard of that before oh yes so that's, that's a like a monk led brewery that's mm-hmm. been around for hundreds of years and their stuff's really good and really expensive they even use it as um, cheese they make grand cru cheese oh so it's like Handmade and you know, Hmm. super expensive. And that's just the label it gets. It's like a blue ribbon or whatever. Hmm. So it's more of a term of the thing. Nespresso, they have the pod machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have Grand Cru coffee in there because you're paying for it. Right. So
2: I would like that.
1: um, It's usually in Belgian beers. That was kind of where it started. Okay. So sours are Belgian usually. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the, you know, similar to Pilsner's golden nails, that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. will have that name. Um, but now in, in craft beer in America, it's used for real small batch things okay. or really like expensive. You know, we used five different uh, adjuncts in this beer and they slap Grand Cru on the name. So it's mm. it's more to tell the consumer, hey, you're going to spend more for this, but there's a reason for it. It's not a it. normal in, thing. In general, yeah. Yes, correct. Okay. So that's what Grand Cru means. Weird.
2: Okay. I, I had to look this up. You see, it says "in veto in vino veritas" on the top. Yes. There. Do you know what that means?
1: Um, I think it is. Well, isn't that on some money? Yeah. It's close to that. Yeah.
2: yeah it, well, I had to look it up. So it mean translated from Latin, it mm-hmm. means "in wine there we, is truth." Yeah. Yeah, because it's wine barrel aged. Mm-hmm. So which is true? If you drink enough
1: wine, you're going to tell anybody the truth. I'm going is- to let you read the back of that oh. while I talk. Um, so here's my little off the cuff research I did. I was like, okay, almanac brewing. What's the first thing that comes to my mind? Farmer's almanac. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Let's do some research. So that's what I did. Do not mix up the farmer's almanac with the old farmer's almanac. Cause that is a different thing. What? So there's two different ones competing.
0: What? Okay.
1: The farmer's almanac, the one that we see here in Nebraska in the store, if you go to Hy-Vee. It's on the shelf by the checkout. Yeah. That was founded in 1818. Okay. The old Farmer's Almanac, 1792. Uh-huh. So a
2: little bit older. And that's why it has old. That's confusing. That'd be like saying yes. there's Budweiser and then there's old Budweiser. Old Budweiser, yes. That's that's confusing. Um, on, they
1: went to a website in like 97, I think, is when this place first had their website. And it looks like it was made in 1997. It's the opposite of... Some of the ones we talked about earlier today, Mm -hmm. like it's, it looks like somebody made it and that was it. (laughs) Um, But on it. It's an old tripod website. That's what it looks like. Uh, So I was like, okay, what's in it? What, what, what's on this, like the website itself, what information can I find? Right. Long range weather forecast. That's basically what it was. Mm -hmm. But it's, the forecasts themselves were, are made like two years in advance.
2: Yeah. Which is
1: bizarre, right? How? I'm glad you asked. Oh, it also has moon phases and astronomy. Okay, Um, there's a countdown clock on the website till autumn. So, like the seasons change because that's when the the magazine, quote unquote, comes out. It comes out in late August. Okay, also has like tips for gardening. That's on the website. So it looked like good information. Sure. Um, the as far as how they do the weather, uh, it's protected. They won't tell you how. Well, duh. But they do tell you it's all about, um, like, mathematics. There's formulas that they use. Okay. They use a history of um, rainfall and snowfall and that sort of stuff. And they mix it all together, and they somehow come up with these forecasts. Okay. Now, they say, I'm going to make sure I get the numbers right. They say they are 80 to 85% accurate. Which is a hell of a lot better than like normal regular news, right? The nine o'clock news. However, people that have looked into this say, actually it's more like 50%, yeah. which is exactly what news is yeah, okay. in weather people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said also in the one article I read, it said it's a little bit better than the groundhog that comes out and sees a shadow. So it's like a little better than that, but well, not 85%. Technically that's 50,
2: 52. So,
1: um, they have, 1.2 million subscribers on Facebook or have liked their page. So they're, okay. they're still out there. Yeah. Um, I did write down a couple other things that I thought were interesting. There's been seven editors ever of this. Whoa. Wow. Since 1818. What? That's wow. like a long time. It's kind of like when you hear about um, like head distillers at like a mm-hmm. whiskey maker. And there's only sure. been like four and mm-hmm. 200 years. Yep. Um, the last. Well, there's a family that's done it since 1933. The guy did it. And then his son took over in the 90s. Wow. So it's been the same family for almost 100 years. Holy cow. And most of the people that have edited have been like science um, heavy, like either teachers or mm-hmm. astronomers or um, geographers even have done it. Hmm. So it's it's like a science heavy thing that, that has been around for a long time. And then I just pulled one thing off the website, like, okay, what is what's in the farmer's almanac besides yep. the weather stuff? So they said a list of signs of a hard winter coming. Okay. So, these are things that were, would have been true 200 years ago and they're mm-hmm. still true today. Okay. Um, the husks are thick on the corn. So, you're getting sweet corn or field corn or whatever. There's a lot of green mm. to peel. That tells you the winter is going to be hard. It's okay. protecting that corn. Okay. Woodpeckers. If you see two in a tree, they're sharing. It <laughs> means food is hard to, to get and they're going to, winter's coming. It's going right. to be hard. Okay. Hornet nest. Yeah. However big the hornet's nest is, uh-huh. that's how much snow is going to be in the wintertime, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Raccoons, how thick the tail is. If it's a real thick tail, winter's going to be hard because it's storing up fat and it's getting, it knows it. And it's getting ready to be able to survive the wintertime. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: Um, same thing with cows. They get a lot of hair on the back of their neck. Mm. That means the winter's going to be tough. Okay. And then the last one I wrote down, see if I can read my, oh, fog in August, specifically August. If there's a lot of heavy fog, you can't see through it, it's going to be a hard winter. Oh. Hmm. So that's, that was on a story today on their website. But I'm guessing that information, you know, people would have been noticing that Hmm. 200 years ago. Sure. So that's what it is. It comes out of Maine. It's like a tiny town in Maine that makes this publication. Interesting. Interesting. And you can still buy it today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the one we normally see is the old Farmer's Almanac. The one in the grocery line, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one that we usually see. This one yeah. I've, I've seen before, but at like a bookstore. Hmm. The old Farmer's
2: Almanac is the one that you can go pick up
1: right now. But
2: this one also is around. So It'd be interesting to see, like compare the two. Like how does the that... The information and... Right. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a hard winter. Nah, it's going to be going nah, easy
1: be, e- Yeah. Eh. I'm guessing it probably has been like that for most of the time oh i'm sure it probably has yeah hmm. but that's something that farmers used to use
0: and swear by like so i'm curious then is that why i mean was this built for people to invest in fields years before the field was even grown like like farm a lot of farmers go by that seven year thing mm-hmm. where yeah. they're like oh i'm gonna have x amount of crop and on you know yeah. seven years from now or whatever they do that
1: and then they also like it would, I think it would tell you like when to turn your field over and like, okay, it's been mm-hmm. cornfield.
0: Let's now we're going to do sorghum or soybeans mm-hmm. or Milo. or But basically like, like the stores or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, maybe using the information from the Almanac will buy your crop yeah. seven years from you even growing seven. it mm-hmm. price yeah. and that
1: sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. I think, I don't know. I mean, from what I can understand about it, it was just like some guy had an idea is like, okay, I think next in two summers, it's going to be real hot. Mm. <laughs> it yep. is going to be hot. And uh, put it in a magazine and sell it for a nickel. Back in the day, though, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a way to,
2: right, yeah. But I... it, had,
1: it has articles in it. It has like, I mean, it, it has information. Right. So, but it, I guess online it changes a little bit. But otherwise, the, the stuff they're public, what's the word I'm looking for? Publishing. Publishing. There I was going to say publicating. Mm. That's not
2: right. Well, after this many beers, I get, that's why. Publishing-cating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. So, yes, there
1: you go. Two different fighting mm-hmm. almanacs for your choice with
2: the same name, hmm. kind of. Yeah, technically, yeah. Do you like Budweiser or old Budweiser? Well, I was
1: trying to think of is there anything else that has done that before? Like one Coke had a name?
0: and new Coke, but they were still owned by Coke, so, true. Yeah, they weren't fighting each other. No, no. Is, is is
2: no, yeah, I don't even know. No, not really. I think time
0: and time life, but time life is. Well, time. If we yeah. want to talk about the travel nursing agency. There's some. Mm. There's some agencies out there with very similar names. Similar names. Oh yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. There's like five buzzwords yes. that yeah. you can use. Yeah, yeah.
2: And there's then there's some that just kind of sound similar, mm-hmm. and that has you know started one started first, and then pissed off the other one by sounding a similar yeah. name. Well,
1: mm-hmm. if you type it wrong, you get you know you get the other yeah it, yeah, that's, yeah totally. It's all marketing.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely
1: know, on purpose. So. Yeah. Google
2: SEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends go. on who you ask. Mm-hmm. The one thinks, oh, they did that on purpose. And the other one is like, no, I did not. What? I, I did no, it because me of this. never. No. <laughs> that's how that works. Not at all. No. Oh, I love the Jack Kerouac quote on that. Uh-huh. That's uh, on on the on the necklace that the bottle is wearing. Yeah, pretty cool. So. I,
1: I have enjoyed this episode. Mm, yeah, As you know,
2: good. one of my favorite things is the Golden Girls.
1: Mm-hmm. And they would do these episodes about once a season. hmm they would sit down at the table, usually with cheesecake, mm-hmm. or they couldn't sleep. It was the middle of the night, and they'd say, hey, you remember You remember when Blanche was chasing that firefighter, and then they would drift off into that episode. <laughs> remember when Rose actually was real smart one time, and that's what this was like. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: it was memory lane. I, I love it. I, I'm, I just love that we got to this, and I was moderately disappointed. So Brian and I made a pact unbeknownst to our wives yeah <laughs> that uh, if we got to 100 episodes that we would and this is probably what 10 episodes in maybe mm-hmm. when yeah. we were young and dumb. stupid yeah. yeah we said we're gonna get hop tattoos yep because I have zero tattoos I don't have any either right and Dolan's got you've got you've I've got, got uh, two yeah yeah uh, but us being in our 40s and Dolan being in his 20s yeah. I, mean, I think Dolan could get another one and get away with it I think but, so too I
0: need to finish this one first yeah
2: true he needs to finish <laughs> yeah, the guitar he does yeah but with some made hops it. in it, it'll look pretty cool. Mm, that would be cool. Mm. You need some hops Little. in there. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, we, we made a pact that we would get hops tattoos if we made it to 100 episodes. That's true. The coronavirus has really jacked us oh, up, too. Oh, yeah. My wife is just not happy about this at all. Oh, no, mine isn't not. either.
1: It's, it's one of those things, it's like, if I did it, mm-hmm. and I just went ahead and did it anyway. <sighs> Like, yeah. how much trouble am I really going right. to
0: get in? Where were you guys planning on putting this tattoo? I would get one pretty similar to where yours is right Just there. Just on the uh, underside of your forearm? Yeah. I'm going, like, back of the
1: calf. Back of the calf? Yeah. I was okay. going to go Post Malone face. <laughs> Oh, hops. Like teardrops but hops. But a hops. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's
0: that's kinda cool. Yeah. See, that's a bad idea. That one is a... I, I nixed that one. Right. I did come up with it after a few beers. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, you guys pulling the Jack Black Cloud Gas, you know, butt tattoos with <laughs> butt tattoos. <laughs> butt tattoos. Mm. I mean, you I never... do want to show it
1: off though. Right. I mean, I
0: could still show it off that way, but it'd yeah, be easier and more applicable to the business, a little bit more respectable mm-hmm. to yeah. the public. I guess. I don't want to have to hang out with Brad too many times. Mm. To show off
2: my <laughs> yeah, <tattoo>. true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's not over. It's not over. That was the plan to be I, continued. I like where we are now, though.
1: Yeah, maybe but we'll,
2: I would. I would like it better with a tattoo. Well, we'll get that. I mean, that's it, w- between We're just gonna now keep working on it. 500. 500. I already have
1: a design idea. So, oh, I do too. Hmm,
0: yeah, five hundred. Uh, maybe like maybe. we'll have it before five. Maybe like before five hundred. one ten. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I was going to give wow. us to one fifty. So. Okay.
2: Well, we still have a, we have another goal yeah. within okay. one fifty, don't we? So we do have another goal. So now we're at we have covered thirty one states, thirty one breweries, thirty one states. Mm-hmm. Uh, now with with adding longboard here, uh, Dolan added Hawaii for us. We're going to hit the other nineteen because DC isn't a state yet, right? We're not. No. Not, no. Even though it passed the House, it didn't pass the Senate. Correct. It'll die there, unfortunately, but we've already covered. Okay, so how's this? I'm counting D.C., so I we're should count not. it's 32. So, or no, yeah.
1: we count as 30. So we're at 31.
2: We're at 31. We got to get to 51 if we're counting D.C., right? Okay, yeah. So we have 20 more states. So between now and 150, we're going to get the other 20 states that we haven't hit. We hope. I hope so. So
0: anybody in Idaho listening? Mm. No, no, we got, we got, Idaho. We got yeah. Idaho. North oh, Dakota, wow. we might
2: need. North Dakota, Kentucky, Georgia, Georgia, oh yeah. Maine. Yeah. Uh Arizona. Arizona. Ari- yeah, Arizona. Was Washington one?
0: We don't have no Washington food. State. No. I I no? thought I brought beers back from Arizona. I think we might Nope. It wasn't on the list.
2: Uh uh-uh. uh. It was in New Mexico. You brought New Mexico beers. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. We looked them all yep. up today. It's very official. We counted. Yep on a sticky note Mm. before we started drinking yep gotcha that's why we can trust it i wouldn't trust it now (laughs) right no no i would not trust it now either but there's a
1: yeah most Mm -hmm. uh, up and down the east coast we have a lot of needs we have a lot of east coast Mm. and we have a lot of the south
2: to cover too um, and there
1: aren't a lot of breweries in, in some of those states. No, Louisiana, we got Mississippi, didn't we?
2: No Mississippi, no Louisiana. There's only like four breweries, in, or well, there was seven at one right. time in Mississippi. So that's going to be tough. Quite honestly, we could get some obita and do Louisiana, so that's not hard. Yes, but um, Purple Haze is delicious, so we can do that anytime. But yeah, yeah. But if you live in one of those states, or you have a favorite brewery in one of those states, yeah,
0: um, hook us up. Yeah. And we'll shout you out. Absolutely. Have we done a Rhode Island beer? No Rhode Island, no, no Delaware. Know. I'd no like to get some like a maple syrup stout from Rhode mm. Island.
1: I mean, I have maple syrup stout at home now, but it's not from Rhode
0: Island. Dang.
2: We got some stouts coming, so it's as we kind of. I mean, it's July now. We move into into August a little bit. Yep. We have still got some summer beers coming, but then it's going to be Oktoberfest season again. Yeah, and then mm. it's going to be stout season.
1: Yeah, my favorite. And I.
2: You know, every year I would, for we've done at least two stout seasons, mm-hmm. right? And I've not looked forward to it. I'm kind of looking forward yeah. to it. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy for it. Sounds good. Mm. Man, that is delicious. So good. Yep. That's so unbelievable. after the initial much later, shock.
1: But it, that's what it doesn't
2: bother oh me anymore. Man, it's so good.
1: Ten and a half percent
2: for a sour. Mm. Yeah, for an imperial red sour or for yeah, a red sour. That's, not bad. That's crazy, I like it. It's that wine, hmm. the barrels, yeah, so yeah. yummy. Yep, yeah. I'd almost say this is better than one of my favorite sours of all time, which I reviewed on Wine of Wednesday. Oh yeah, oh, not yeah. just a couple of weeks yeah. ago, right? Consecration from from Russian River, uh-huh. who also does Plenty of the Elder. This is better than this is better than Consecration.
1: Yeah, this is why I have a cellar. Mm.
2: This is
0: the best sour I've had,
2: mm-hmm. hands Boom. down. And I had a 2017. Consecration. And this is a 2016 mm-hmm. and this is better. Shocking. Yeah. They know what they're doing, apparently. Mm. All, mm. Neck. All right. Well, thank you for if you if you're not familiar with us, please hit the subscribe button. I never ask for the uh, subscribe. Yeah, I think once in a hundred. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So hit the <laughs> subscribe button and uh we, we come to you every week. We drink a different beer every week. We try to out. drop some knowledge. Yeah. Make it worth your
1: while, learn a little something.
2: You're gonna get some kind of knowledge from Brian that you would not have expected.
1: That's the goal and, and something that maybe you'll be able to use someday. Absolutely. Maybe not, but you know whatever. If you're
2: in an argument at the bar with uh-huh. some guy. or That's why, usually or how
1: I maybe. structure
2: these things. It's like, what would be cool to know that somebody else mm-hmm. doesn't know? In the end, we want it to sound like something that you would, a conversation you would have with your friends while you were drinking beer. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing here. So, And that's exactly it. Translates well, I think. Yeah. So, Brian Dolan. I can't thank you enough for, uh, for making this 100 episodes. This has been a blast. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've loved it. So, All right, we'll see you at uh, episode number 101. Sounds good. We're not going anywhere for a while. Let's drink another 100 beers. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.